Lee Wackerhagen Jr. spent 23 years as a wanted fugitive and was even added to the Texas Most Wanted list. But a reinvestigation into the case turned everything upside down and made a fugitive a suspected victim. I'm Charlie and welcome to Crime Lines. Welcome to day seven of 12 Days of Crime Lines. I've chosen a bunch of cases from my suggestion list that are just a little too short for a full Crime Lines episode. This is one that I did do on a live stream last year, and the few of you who listened to my live streams from last year, first, thank you, and second, I'm sorry I'm recycling content. In my defense, 12 episodes in 12 days is a lot of work, and, you know, I'm cutting a little bit of a corner here, but this story does need a wider audience because this case is not just unsolved. It includes a murder and missing people. This case begins with the relationship of 40-year-old Lee Wackerhagen Jr. and 38-year-old Latricia White. The two actually grew up together in the Lockhart, Texas area, which is south of Austin. In high school, they dated, but they broke up and moved on with their lives. Latricia went on to have two children and become a nurse, and she worked for a gastroenterologist. Lee became a truck driver, and he also had a child named Chance, who was born in 1984. Lee and Chance's mother, Gay, were together for several years, and had met when Lee worked for her father. Gay already had a son from a previous relationship, so they were raising the boys together. The relationship between Lee and Gay was rocky and abusive. Gay said Lee was controlling, he was verbally abusive, and his temper scared her. She also didn't feel like he treated her older son well at all worried about the damage this volatile situation was having on her boys, Gay left in 1990 and their divorce was finalized the next year. Soon after they split, Lee started dating Latricia White, who was separated from her husband at the time. Some reports say that Lee lived with Latricia, but some reporting refers to him as a guest, so I'm not sure if he lived there or if he just stayed there often. During Lee's divorce, he did try to get primary custody of Chance, but it was given to Gay, with Lee having weekends and parts of school breaks. On December 17, 1993, Lee picked up nine-year-old Chance for his share of the school holiday. Chance was supposed to stay halfway into Christmas Day, and then his mother would get him for the rest of the school break. This particular visit wasn't entirely smooth sailing. Latricia and Lee were fighting. Latricia's mother said she suspected it was due to Lee's jealousy, which she found out about from Latricia's friends. But a friend did actually witness the two get into a major fight on December 23rd. Chance had left a faucet running, the way nine-year-olds do, and it overflowed onto the floor. Latricia was frustrated and angry with this mess, and she yelled at Chance. Lee got angry that Latricia had yelled at his son, and they had a big blow-up over it. 
At some point, Lee packed his bag, saying that he was leaving. But they must have smoothed things over because they were still together on Christmas Day when they spent some time with Latricia's family. Latricia's mother said that things were tense, though. Latricia seemed to be a bit on edge, and Lee said something about Latricia going with him to drive Chance back to his mother's house in Kingsville. This was a trip that would have taken at least a few hours, and Latricia said she wasn't going to go anywhere with Lee. Now, Latricia's family wasn't sure the source of the tension, but it was obviously there. Chance ended up having a lot of fun during this visit with his dad anyway. And when his mom, Gay, called him on Christmas morning to talk to him, Chance was excited to tell her all about the presents he had gotten. He got some new G.I. Joe toys, he got an Old West-style duster coat, and he was just having a great Christmas morning. He then asked his mom if he could actually stay another day or two with his dad. Now, trying to be the supportive co-parent, even though it meant not seeing Chance on Christmas Day, Gay said, okay. Gay then told Chance to call her back later, and they would discuss when he would come home. After all, he still had a stack of gifts at her house to open. But then Chance didn't call back. On Monday, December 27th, Latricia didn't show up at work at the Central Texas Medical Center. Her father, Jack, also hadn't heard from her, so he drove out to her house to figure out what was going on. Latricia's house was actually on the family property, so this wasn't a long drive. When Jack entered the house around 6.30 in the evening, he found Latricia dead in her bedroom. She had been shot six times with a 22, apparently while in her sleep. The house looked completely normal, except for obviously the murder. Nothing had been taken or ransacked or knocked over in a struggle. When the police arrived at the scene, they also noted there didn't appear to be any signs of a break-in. And there were also no guns in the house. Whoever killed Latricia had taken the weapon with them. There was some blood tracked across the floor, including what has been described as a child-sized footprint. But according to the Caldwell County Sheriff, there were other signs of a cleanup. The way he phrased it was interesting. He said, quote, somebody had taken the time to clean something up before they left. Now, he says they took the time to clean something up which makes me think this wasn't just a general attempt at a cleanup, but a specific area had been cleaned up, that he believed something specific was trying to be obscured. Nothing in the house was stolen, and Lee, Chance, and Lee's truck were all gone. The police reached out to Gay to find out if Chance was with her. She told them that he was actually with his dad. And that's when they told her that they found Lee's girlfriend, Latricia, dead in her house, and they didn't know where Lee or Chance were. Gay told them she hadn't heard anything since Chance called, asking to stay longer. Latricia's children, who were 18 and 10 at the time, were out of town on Sunday and Monday, and they were confirmed to be where they were supposed to be, 
and completely unaware of what had just happened at their house. The last sighting of Lee, Latricia, and Chance has been reported two different ways. Some of the newer reports say Lee and Chance were seen in a restaurant on December 26th and that they were in good moods. But the original reporting doesn't mention this. It says there was a sighting on December 25th, and Latricia was with them as well at a Lockhart, Texas restaurant. That said, the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children do have Chance listed as going missing on December 26th. The autopsy would show that Latricia had been dead for 24 to 36 hours before she was found on the evening of the 27th. Because it appears she had been sleeping at the time she was killed, it was very likely the night of the 25th into the 26th, though we can't discount that she was killed either while napping on the 26th or possibly going to bed early. Now, when Lee and Chance didn't surface in the next few days, an arrest warrant was issued for Lee Wackerhagen on December 30th for Latricia's murder, for custodial interference for taking Chance, and for fleeing the state. The same day the arrest warrant was issued, Lee's truck was found in East Austin, Texas, This is about a 45-minute drive from Latricia's home. Lee and Chance were nowhere to be found, and the truck appeared to have been dumped. When it was searched and forensically processed, they did find a lot of evidence, but none of it is very definitive. In the cab of the truck were some of Lee's items, like his checkbook and his wallet. There was also a hunting rifle, but it had not been recently fired, so they were able to rule it out as a murder weapon. In the back of the truck was a spare tire, a toolbox, and a bunch of unopened Christmas presents that had blood on them. The blood was not Latricia's. They managed to rule that out pretty quickly with blood typing. They were not able to conclusively match it to Lee or Chance. However, Chance's mother, Gay, was told that they know the blood came from two people who were related to each other. In the 1990s, mixed blood samples were hard to test for DNA at that point, and they may have found overlapping markers, which indicated that the people contributing to the mix were related, but they weren't able to tell more than that. Circumstantially speaking, I think we can say this was very likely Lee and Chance's blood. We have two people missing who were related to each other, and in their truck was a blood sample of two people who were related to each other. I think it's a fair assumption to say this was Lee and Chance's blood. That said, it was announced in 2010 that more DNA testing was being done, but the results were not, as far as I can tell, released to the public. It actually looks like, to me, they may have been inconclusive. But it doesn't sound to me like the amount of blood was enough to conclude that Lee had been injured to the point of death because he remained the prime suspect in Latricia's murder and they were still looking for him. It was reported that someone had used Lee's car phone to make a call in the three days between the discovery of Latricia's body and the discovery of the truck. 
giving the police more reason to believe Lee was alive after Latricia's death. Except, years later, it was discovered that they had misinterpreted or misread the phone records. The call they thought Lee made after the murder had actually taken place a full year before. Chance's mother, Gay, aggressively pursued every avenue she could to find her son. She contacted multiple missing persons groups, particularly those that focused on missing children. She wrote a letter to then-U.S. President Bill Clinton, which she did receive a reply from the FBI, who were assisting in the case, because it was believed Lee may have taken chance over state lines. Gay's parents paid to have a toll-free tip line set up to encourage people to call and leave information anonymously. Maybe someone who would hesitate to call the police would call this anonymous tip line that wasn't even connected to the police. Four months after Chance disappeared, they did get a call. It's not clear if the call came through the tip line or to their home phone, but it was a little kid's voice saying, help me before the call cut off. I personally think it's more likely this was a hoax. This case was getting more national attention right before this call came in. It was featured on both America's Most Wanted and Unsolved Mysteries. Hundreds of tips came in from around the country, but none of them showed a clear enough pattern to lead investigators in one direction or the other. It's not like there were a cluster of sightings in one area or a path of sighting showing that Lee and Chance were on the move. For a while, the belief was that they headed south to Mexico and just disappeared into an expat community down there. Latricia's family believed that Lee killed Latricia and then took Chance and went on the run. Gay herself believed that for many years. She believed that Chance was taken because he saw what happened as evidenced by a child's footprint in the blood. But she didn't believe Lee would have killed Chance, and she spent a lot of time and money trying to find her son. But there have been no signs of them and no clue as to how Lee managed to get away since he left his money, belongings, and truck behind. There were whispers that Lee's family helped him out, but They've denied it, saying they haven't heard from Lee since Christmas either. They actually believed that someone had killed all three and left things in a way to frame Lee for it. And if that's what happened, it worked. The FBI ended up issuing a warrant for Lee's arrest, and he made it into the Texas Top 10 Most Wanted list in May 2002. Age progressions were made at that time and released. Then in the spring of 2016, this case did a 180. It was announced that Lee Wackerhagen was no longer considered a fugitive. He was being considered a missing person. This change came after a 2015 Texas Rangers review of the case. They said they found inconsistencies in the original investigation, and they found evidence, they say, of a triple murder. The information that changed their minds has not been released. 
But Lee and Chance's cases were considered homicide investigations after this point. They believed that the person who killed all three people was someone known to them or at least known to Latricia who appeared to be the primary target. Since Latricia lived out in the country at the end of a dead-end road, it seemed very unlikely to be a random crime. Add to that, nothing was stolen. I mean, Lee's truck was taken, but it was dumped with all the items left behind. So it's not like robbery was the motive. Since the announcement that this was now a triple homicide investigation, Latricia's ex-husband has been brought up as a person of interest in the case. We're going to call him Tim for the sake of this episode. Tim told police that he was at Latricia's house on the day she died because, according to him, he needed to pick up something their son had left behind at the house. The two did have a contentious custody battle going on, even though their divorce had recently been finalized. But he said no one answered the door. So we have an ex who Latricia was having problems with, putting himself at the crime scene. But when the police initially decided Lee was the killer, this wasn't really followed up on. In all fairness to Tim, had it been followed up on, he may have been completely ruled out. But 28 years later, it's a question mark. Chance's mother, Gay, did find the new information persuasive and wrote Tim a letter asking him to somehow let her know where Chance's body was. She didn't even want him to confess or come forward. Just somehow let her know where Chance was so she could bury him properly. As far as I know, Tim has never responded. Latricia's ex-husband would definitely be a new development to her family because there are indications they had a good relationship with him in the years after Latricia's death. Like all unsolved cases where information is withheld, I have huge questions. I would need answers before I sit here and speculate. For instance, why would someone kill Latricia when she slept and leave her body there, but then not kill Lee and Chance on the spot? Lee was a big guy who reportedly had a temper. I imagine he would have been hard to control to get him to a secondary location. I mean, if Chance was being threatened, maybe he would have complied. But he also seems like the type who would have tried to overpower the other person rather than comply. Another odd thing is that some of the Christmas presents in the truck were described as unopened. No one has explained why, if this crime happened after Christmas, did they still have wrapped gifts in the back? I also have to wonder how many other leads weren't followed up on because the police decided early on that Lee did this and that he was on the run with Chance. It might not just be Tim who wasn't really investigated. There could be other names we just haven't heard about yet. Did Latricia have someone at work whose advances she rebuffed? Did she meet someone while she was out who she turned down? Did she have another boyfriend between her separation and her relationship with Lee? We don't know. The investigators do believe this was a crime of passion committed by someone who had a close relationship with one or more of the victims. That is what they've said, and while that may describe Tim, 
We also don't know who else it could have described. Latricia's family has had a hard time with this idea that anyone could have hated her enough to target her and kill her. She had a great personality, and she got along well with people. She was very sweet and gentle. It seems impossible that she made so many enemies along the way that they can't narrow down the suspect list and figure out who did this. This case is unsolved, and Crime Stoppers is offering a reward. Investigators are asking anyone with information on the murder of Latricia White and the disappearances of Lee Wackerhagen Jr. and Chance Wackerhagen to call 1-877-553-2374. This number will be in the episode description. 